first word, friends. My name is Pastor Dave, coming to you from beautiful Linwood, Minnesota. First Word is a podcast dedicated to reading and discussing the Bible. It's a great place to begin your exploration of the mysteries that are revealed in the Bible. Excuse me. So let's dive in this morning. We're in Mark chapter 4. We've hit the climax of the introduction to Mark. This is the parable about parables. It's found in Matthew 13, Mark 4, Luke 8. And uh, so it's, it's listed in three of the four Gospels. And the verses are, are hard and difficult. Some questions be- begin to be asked, like, did Jesus really not want people to hear? But let's read uh, Mark 4, 1 through 34. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the, at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown, and as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like the seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. 
As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Again he said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable, but when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. All right, so Mark chapter 4. Was Jesus not wanting people to have their sins forgiven? That's my question for today. It sure seems like it. He says if they, if they hear, they might turn and repent from their wicked ways. In your Bible, if you read Mark 4, it's indented. And whenever, whenever it's indented, it, uh, it means it's a, it's a quote from the Old Testament. So this quote is from Isaiah 6, 8 through 10. Here it is. These words are even more difficult. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Here I, here, here I am, send me. He said, Go and tell this people, Be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused. Make their eyes dull and close their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. All right, so that's even more intense than we see in, in, uh, in Mark chapter 4. So we wonder in Matthew 13, Mark 4, Luke 8, what is going on? Well, the dominant idea as we've been talking in first word through Mark is this idea of hearing. It's this Greek word, okuin. It appears 13 times in Mark, in Mark 4, I believe. So the parable of the sower is a parable about hearing the kingdom, hearing the message of the kingdom and responding. So you have seed that gets tossed along the path, and the birds go and get it. It's like a person that never hears the word, never is receptive to it. But you have other places where the soil is rocky, and the soil is thin, and the, and the seed springs up quickly. But then trouble or persecution, life is hard, and, and they leave the faith. Or there's thorns that grow up, and, and the worries of this life, wealth and wanting more, they, they consume They consume you and you walk away. Then there's good soil where the seed springs up and the harvest is 30, 60, 100 times what was sown. Clearly, this is what Jesus wants from us, right? He wants us to be good soil where we have ears to hear and eyes to see and the harvest is bountiful. The harvest is plenty. That's, That's what he wants. That's really clear from this parable. Why would he be afraid that some would turn and be forgiven and be good soil? One, uh, Pastor Christian some way back in the in the church pointed out if Jesus wanted to prevent understanding it would have been easier just to remain silent he could have just not said anything if he didn't want people to understand so that doesn't seem to be his point Jesus was a prophet and he brought news people did not always want to hear announcing the judgment and deliverance of God And when he used Isaiah 6, the people would have known that passage. They would have known it well. They would have known that Isaiah was pronouncing judgment. He was trying to get their attention. He was saying, you people are like like your ancestors in Isaiah 6. Your hearts are hard and your ears are closed. Jesus is saying, God's patience is running out. And you need to see what's happening right now. And you need to hear what I'm saying. 
if you ever have children and sometimes you use that motivator where you say, oh, you'll never understand what I'm trying to say or you won't ever get it. Or you might be able to say if, if you want them to do a task, I don't think you can do that in 10 seconds. And then the task that they were complaining about, once it was a challenge, can you do it in 10 seconds? They're off to, to empty the garbage. Or if you say, I don't think you can understand this, they're listening. Like, whoa, wait a second. Let me see what you're saying. That's what was happening here in Mark 4. Jesus was trying to shock them. He was trying to get them to remember Isaiah 6. He was trying to get them to listen. Don't be people that receive the word with joy. But then when, when the thorns come or the rocks get in the way, you just let it all go. It raises this question of inadequate and unproductive hearing. How are we hearing? As churches, as people, we shouldn't be complicit in allowing people to think an initial response unaccompanied by productive living is saving faith. Saving faith is an initial response and then having our lives changed. I'm going to close with Galatians 2.22. It says this, or Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. A similar verse is in Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Thanks for joining us today for First Word, friends. I'll leave you with that. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Artwork is by Emily Lemon. Sound production for First Word is by Chris Stoltzman. And original music by Lonnie Leo.